0: go ahead.
1: All right. As I was saying, Jeff, the best part about anime is that there is something for everyone.
0: I like it. All right.
2: It's true. Mm-hmm.
1: Pretty much there's something for everyone.
0: All genres, all emotions, all adventures, all heroes, all villains. Yeah. Action, horror, sci-fi, slice of life, music, style.
1: Yeah. Um, Abby and I actually got together today to talk to you about, or to sort of start this off with an introduction of genre for anime, just to like give people a brief overview of like some of the more major anime genres. So I know that there's more to talk about before we get into that, though.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. And you're listening to A Little Too Quiet, the Ferndale Library podcast, brought to you by the Friends of the Ferndale Library. I don't know why I saying that. My name is Jeff, and you just heard Roddy, who was setting the table for us about anime. Roddy, do you want to introduce the person who's at the table? We haven't heard from her in a while.
1: Hi. So if you are a frequent listener, you might remember this person from an episode months ago about fantasy books. We are happy to have her back. Abby is with us today. What up, Abby?
2: Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome you, back.
0: You have a dinosaur that I call the dragon at the table?
2: I do. His name is Henry.
0: That you crocheted. Yeah,
2: it's very soft. <clears throat> it's
0: incredible. Yeah, we were talking about fantasy, and I feel like the door was already opening to anime when we were doing that episode.
1: Yes, Definitely. Um, because while I have admitted out loud here several times that I don't watch television typically, the shows that I do watch with any sort of regularity and, you know, faithfulness are pretty much all anime. <laughs> anime for the win.
0: Yes. And you had a whole thing you wanted to lay out here. Um, yes. introduction so,
1: Because I am the way that I am, I took extensive notes the minute I told Jeff that I wanted to talk about anime. And I know that for a lot of people... If you're not already into it, it can be very confusing because there's so much going on there. Um, Some people have less than savory opinions about it based off of things that we don't necessarily need to get into. But I was very serious when I said that there is an anime for everyone. So I guess to start out, that would be a genre breakdown. And we need to understand that when we talk about genre with anime, we are not necessarily talking about fantasy, horror, sci-fi, Romance, things of that nature. While those are all genres, anime in Japan is sort of delineated by demographic. So when you see the term shonen, for example, that means for boys. Now I say that um, knowing that most of the shonen anime is consumed by all people regardless of gender identity. So these gendered terms are very specific to demographic based off of that culture. Shonen would be Sort of like, quote unquote, for boys, but like action adventure fantasy stories. Um, Naruto, for example, is shown in Demon Slayer, which is more current, <laughs> is also shown in and go ahead and say it. Jeff. I
0: almost jumped in and said One Piece. but Yes. Okay. okay.
1: Um, also Dragon Ball. All of the Dragon Ball iterations are all shown in. Bleach,
0: maybe. Bleach. Basically, the shows that never end.
1: Right. <laughs> the shows that
0: have 400 episodes.
1: <laughs> or if you're a One Piece. Anyway. Not getting into that. Which
0: actually, we should say now. I said shows. That's because One Piece, Bleach, etc., have have manga source material that is still going.
1: Well, Bleach technically ended, but it came back. Naruto also ended, but the thing about them, and this is still a thing, is that manga and manga, which are the books for from which a lot of anime are adapted. Some people like to call them Japanese comic books. That's not entirely accurate. That's just us putting the easiest comparison that we can culturally to them. There's a little bit more to it than that. But those shows were running concurrent with the manga adaptations. So there's another show, for example, called Full Metal Alchemist. That was the show was ended before the manga was ended, and then they had to go back and fix it because it was very messed up. Oh. <laughs> so sounds very
2: Game of Thrones. Yes.
1: So I mean, I I can't even speak to that. But that <laughs> is an example. So while they were waiting for these new chapters come out. To come out to be adapted or just to extend the life of the show. They were doing something called filler episodes where you would get these little silly, oftentimes irritating (laughs) episodes where nothing was happening to advance the story because they were like, we have a huge fan base. We need to give them something while we are still working on the actual story. That's not a thing anymore for the most part, which I love as an adult because I don't have time (laughs) to be wasted on filler episodes.
0: My brother is a bigger anime fan than I. (laughs) Technically, although I still feel I'm qualified to be on this episode, he doesn't happen to work here. So I'm here. (laughs) Now, I just wanted to bring it up because I learned that phrase from him. He Mm -hmm. dropped that. We watch anime shows together and he said, this is a filler episode. And I thought he was kind of speaking off the cuff, but I think it is an anime centric phrase.
1: There, there isn't a filler episode for Avatar The Last Airbender, which I'm not going to get into whether or not that qualifies as an anime. That is an entire discussion that I'm not willing to have. There is a very <laughs> famous episode, which are tales from Ba Sing Se. Mm-hmm. That would be considered a filler episode because it's not actually advancing the story of the show, but it's just giving us little anecdotes with each character as a sort of where they are right now episode.
0: Or... For us eighties babies who grew up with Dragon Ball Z.
2: <laughs> a lot
0: of you in the late nineties will remember that it felt as though it took one hundred episodes for Goku to defeat Frieza.
1: Yes. <sighs> um the next the next I'm gonna try to like speed through the genre. Sure. So the next one is Shoujo, which is for girls, which like I said, this is about demographics. So that's where you're going to get your Sailor Moon, your card captor, Sakura, things like that. Your, all of your magical girl anime is anything about the power of sisterhood, but for young girls, that's what that's going to fit into.
0: Shout out to Carol and Tuesday.
1: Yes, that is a shoujo. Perfect. Um, then you have Seinen, which is for young men, quote unquote. That's where you get into a little bit more uh, mature storytelling. So that's where you're probably going to find... Your Black Lagoon, Ghost in the Shell, which is a really um, big one. Uh, I would say I would qualify Attack on Titan as Seinen right now. One um, Punch Man? One Punch Man yeah. actually is qualified as Seinen. I'm so glad um,
0: Black Lagoon came up. It was on my list. <laughs> but it was. I was also going to say Black Lagoon is a little intense and yes, a little yeah. violent. And, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, a,
0: a lot violent.
1: <laughs> then you have Jose, which is Young Woman. That's where you're going to get a lot of your... Romance, your slice of life. Uh, mind you, these take place after high school. Shonen and shojo do tend to, oftentimes, encompass like middle through high school. So, jose and seinen are for young adults. Uh, to be clear, then you have mecha, which are giant robots. That's where you're gonna get your Evangelion, your Gundam, all of
2: those going on. Or if you're <laughs> raised by somebody who watched anime in the '80s. Robotech. Yes. That's, I was obsessed Robotech. with that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love uh, that so much.
1: <laughs> there's another one that I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was ridiculous. And I watched it with my fiance. And that's probably why I forgot it. Um, then you get Slice of Life. Slice of Life does actually encompass a lot of the other ones, but it just what it, it's just what it sounds like. Day in the life of these characters... That's where you get, like, for example, Wotakoi, uh, Love is Hard for Otakus. It's a series that I found really funny. That is a slice of life romance series. Then I wrote this down wrong, but there is a genre that is specific to children. Um, that is where you are, you are going to find Pokemon. That is where you're going to find Digimon. That is where I think Yu-Gi-Oh! will also fit into that. I am speaking about... <laughs> All of the ones that I watched when I was a young child, because I don't know what the kids—the kids are still watching Pokemon, actually. So this fits. <laughs> or
0: maybe old school Dragon Ball. Perhaps.
1: Perhaps. Yes. Isn't that might be boy. Bakugan them still a thing. I'm sorry. Bakugan, isn't that still? I think thing? so. Yeah. Also, uh, yeah, with the little. With uh, the- yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of... Uh,
0: Listeners, they just made some sort of gesture <laughs> that I didn't get.
2: And then there's a few it more. Might have been a bow
0: and arrow, I don't know. <laughs> or it could have been a cello.
1: <laughs> the world may never know. Right. There's one more major one that I'm going to get into because it is kind of taking over anime in general right now. And that is isekai. Isekai is perhaps...
0: Abby the just freaked out.
1: current <laughs> most popular genre... Isekai is when you have a character, characters who are from one world, portal, or find themselves dropped by some way or another. The most common way is that they are hit by a truck in one world and then fall into the next. I wish I was joking, that happens so often. They hit by a car truck. They wake up in another world as another person and they may actually already have knowledge of this world. Let's say it was a game that they played or a book that they read, okay. or they were playing a video game and just didn't wake up or were trapped there. A la Sword Art. Um
0: That's a very specific narrative arc. It is to be but repeated.
1: It happens so much. As a matter of fact, several how many did I I think I actually like limited myself because of the amount of Isekai that I watch. But
2: it's a lot it's
1: one of the biggest genres because you can actually do so much with it um the way i would describe it is think of your favorite book what if one day you were not in the current plane of existence and you woke up in that book Mm -hmm. now think about that for every book that you've ever read yep the possibilities are endless boundless and there's so much to explore
0: Yep. What fish if you, uh, fish yeah. out of water.
1: Right. I mean, there's one where I didn't read this one because it has a spider in it. But doesn't someone get isekai'd into a, that's now a verb, by the way, <laughs> into a game where they are playing as a spider or something like that?
0: Well, can I ask a a, a marvelous question? Yeah. Does Is it iseka? isekai? Isekai? Yeah. Isekai? Does it ever address timeline situations some do some do
1: not like um, i'm
0: going into a new world it doesn't recognize my universe's timeline it's some other or is it similar to my universe it so gets,
1: there are some so
0: welcome to the quantum physics part of the podcast
1: yeah also abby would you like to interject i'm sorry i've been talking for like 10 i've just minutes been straight. like vibing here like,
0: roddy just like good. opened a book and she said this is my thesis <laughs>
2: The, the only thing I'm really good at talking about is my favorite anime because I didn't know what my favorite anime genre was actually called until today. So is it isekai? It's isekai. Nice. Like, I that's basically all I watch.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: Which one? So, the first isekai I ever watched was actually not Sword Art. It was something called Log Horizon. <sighs> And they're coming out with a new season. <laughs> Log Horizon uh, is a great show. Sorry, Log please.
0: Horizon. Yes. And is it officially Sword Art Online? Is that what's the n- name of its title? Um, or so, is it just Sword Art?
1: Oh, most people just call it Sword, sword art, art, but it's Sword Art Online. Because oh, there's difficult. a couple.
2: So after you get past the first like part of Sword Art Online, there's other... Ones, the story's still going, the anime's technically kind of still going, but under slightly different titles.
0: And the other one you mentioned was?
2: Lock Horizon.
0: What, what's that one about?
2: They basically end up, everyone ends up in a game, basically. It's kind of like Sword Art, except they don't know how to get back at all. Mm-hmm. In Sword Art, they're explained how to get back, so they're just living their life in the game. They don't technically die officially mm-hmm. either. So you die in Sword Art, you're dead in the real world. You die in Log Horizon, you come back. So it's a little bit softer. It's wow. not as serious. It's much more fantasy based. There's no sense of actual reality like with Sword Art. And it's it's literally perfect. It's a
1: it. very like soothing <laughs> yes. show. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're still fighting in adventure, but like, you don't have to feel anxious about yeah. all of your favorite characters dying.
2: Because they're not going to. Yeah.
1: So that is a great, like, sort of soft love isekai to, like, start out with. I love one called Ascendance of a Bookworm. It I is...
2: just found that while I was gone, and I watched it, like, five times, and I bought the manga. It Okay,
1: while we're <laughs> talking about soothing shows, so there's this young woman mm. who dies unfortunately i don't remember if it was a truck again i can been...
2: explain how she died because yeah. it was really interesting so she just got her library degree unfortunately for her she then dies by being killed by books falling off a bookshelf like a pile of oh. books killed her yeah so it wasn't the truck this time no so she wakes up in this
1: other side
0: world. note if i could just do a callback to a previous episode where
1: <laughs>
0: roddy discussed how traumatizing it was to watch rachel vice almost falling off of bookshelves and the mummy <laughs> I just got a flashback. To yeah, that, so
1: think. that was the most traumatizing moment in Ascendance of a Bookworm because what happens throughout the show is she then wakes up in the body of this sickly young girl and she's just like, I'm in this new world. There's all these new rules. I'm going to read books, which I was like, relatable. But then she realizes that Oh, this isn't a world where she knows the language. This isn't a world where she's entirely familiar with the custom. So it's not like she just got dropped into her favorite video game. Mm-hmm. So it goes through the process of her actually inventing things in order to further have access to the things that she wants, which is to read books like she creates paper she creates um she learns the language of this world. she creates pound cake and then sells the recipe to a um mm-hmm a businessman or whatever while getting a percentage of the profits to then further her education and things like that. Like it's very much her having to go through all of these steps to get what she wants. And I loved it. It was so calming and her motivations made so much sense to me because I was just like, I too would just want to get dropped into another world and go, where are all the books at? It was was so relatable.
2: So those are some calm ones. (laughs) I think the best part of that was she got dropped into a little girl's body who was unfortunately sickly, but she still retained all of her knowledge. Mm -hmm. And she was little, so she got to use all of that knowledge as she would grow up and she had blue hair. Yeah,
1: Yeah, her family the whole time is just like, you're so mature now, what's going on? And she's just like, and it's never in a way that's not age appropriate. All of it is just applied to her goal to be educated, which I could appreciate. And then I'll
0: do the shout out for calming. But also open up a new thread, which is Carolyn Tuesday, which mm-hmm. is a very calming show to watch. It's about two, I'm going to say, fresh out of high school mm-hmm. age girls, maybe, who are street side buskers, pianist and a guitarist. And they meet on the boardwalk or the street somewhere. And they just move in together and start writing songs because they want to break into the music business. And they want to eventually get their songs heard and one of their songs changes the world, and you will believe in all of the magic. Now, quick tangent that is produced by Shinshiro Watanabe, who gave us Cowboy Bebop, and Samurai Champloo, and Space Dandy, and all four of those shows, Carol and Tuesday included, have style galore, Mm -hmm. music production off the scales, soundtrack off the scales, off the charts, off the charts, amazing
2: stuff. (laughs) On that tangent, talking about like music, and like even bringing an art style i think the great thing about anime is that it is so pretty especially nowadays the music is amazing Mm -hmm. you'll be hard pressed to find an opening that you don't like at you know at some point like even if it's not your jam it's still produced beautifully and then the artwork the action and the action Mm -hmm. scenes is like gorgeous like anime these days is so pretty nobody
0: does opening theme songs like anime
2: honestly no i mean most people who don't watch
1: anime at this point actually will recognize the evangelion theme song while i of course don't remember the title of it which is how my luck works but that tune is just it's so well known at this point that i didn't even watch evangelion and i knew what it was i have watched a good deal of it now um don't want to talk about (laughs) (laughs) trauma but um yeah speaking of production i think that's another thing about anime that i tend to appreciate over most TV shows, I'm not saying that the production is always going to be amazing all the way throughout. But over the years, the production values, the animation style, the effort that is put into these shows is just mm-hmm. remarkable. Oh, yeah.
0: Music is music and style are big in all of the ones that I especially like. Mm-hmm. With, with Shinchira Watanabe, I, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast are now familiar with Cowboy Bebop, at least through Osmosis. Mm-hmm. All four of his shows, I'm just going to go on a love fest on Shinshiro Watanabe. <laughs> All four of his shows are great examples of found family situations. Mm-hmm. They usually give you great action. And if you actually look at their shows, Cowboy Bebop soundtrack wise is his jazz show. Mm-hmm. Samurai Champloo is his hip hop show, mm-hmm. even though it's feudal Japan, 1600s Japan. Uh, Space Dandy is his disco show. And then Carolyn Tuesday is his, just his pop show. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Uh, and I don't know if it was a good segue into another show that is heavy on music, which is Foolie Cooley.
1: Yes, <laughs> which is also on my list.
0: Which has a, a character with a motorcycle literally carrying a bass mm-hmm. strapped to her back.
1: I'm not I can't actually speak on Fooly Coolie too much. Mm-hmm. I have seen it uh twice because you will need to watch it at least twice. Yeah. But it's my fiance's favorite show. So that's just like and my if connection. you you could
0: digest it at like a movie length that's like a feature film length right mm-hmm.
1: um 622
0: minute episodes
1: So music is a big factor for you. I apparently just like to be hurt when I watch anime. Hurt. Um, H-U-R-T. Yeah. H-U-R-T. Because I'm looking at...
0: explains her love for Attack on Titan.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yes, but that's that. Okay. So Jeff has heard this story. Abby has heard this story. My favorite anime is a show called Gangsta. It is 12 episodes long. The manga is only slightly longer, and it's not because it is a complete story. It's because, unfortunately, it was not able to be finished but it is a very grim i don't actually like to describe it as dark it's tonally dark but the way it's delivered isn't necessarily
0: well aesthetically speaking every scene of that show the sun is out yes and it is a very bright day in the city that the characters yes. are inhabiting it just happens that the city itself is a bit claustrophobic yes that it's is like because... the, it's like the casbah it's like the futuristic casbah right
1: it? and it's just this place in which there's a it's actually a long complicated story so i'm gonna try to keep things short but it is a found family story but just one in a very in the darkest way possible It's a very violent show. There's a lot of like politics, crime, all play a huge role into what's going on. Because essentially what you have at the heart of this story is an extended refugee situation. And that's not how a lot of people look at it. But there are these group of people called the Tags who are... There's a lot going on with them biologically, let's just say, and they are sort of outcasts, they are hunted, there's all these things going on for them, and this particular city is one of the only places that they can be safe, and that is now being threatened terribly by the end of the show, as we are able to see it. But that's not the only dark show that I like. It's not the only dystopic show that I like. There's also one called Psychopaths, which you would watch it, you would think that you're like, oh, this is an ideal future world until you realize that the whole basis of this idealistic world is that the police, their firearms have these scanners built into them that can sort of scan you for your likelihood of committing crime, not even crimes that you have committed. But just like this person has a psychopath that is above this level, they need to either go to this program to like see if that improves their outlook or they just need to go to jail for the betterment of society. And then that runs into a problem when you meet a character who is an actual sociopath. So no matter what he does, his psychopath will always read as if he is a normal, well-adjusted human being. And what are the repercussions of letting someone like that go through this society. And it is... There's no real happy conclusion, but it's fun and horrifying. And (laughs) I love it. What else do I like (laughs) that hurts me?
2: It's fun. fun. And I like it. (laughs) Because it just...
1: I don't know. I feel like it raises a lot of philosophical questions that I enjoy asking myself. And yeah, so...
2: Really? I like I like to be hurt in a different way with anime. Like I was watching Tokyo Ghoul and I love it when characters are like they start off irritating me and I'm just like would you just get it together? And then they get it together and then they don't get it together anymore and I'm just like why am I still watching this You're You're so ugh. like just
0: What's Tokyo Ghoul about? It sounds scary. Yeah. At, at least the manga covers that I have seen.
2: It's a little bit scary. It's it's a
1: horror. Yeah. Um the anime itself is controversial due to how it was adapted. Yeah. It's one of those I think it was finished before the manga
2: was finished. Yeah, that's another way I'd like to be hurt. <laughs> um I don't know why. But would you call them zombies or No, they're ghouls. They're ghouls. Yeah, yeah, Tokyo See, that's ghoul. the thing.
1: Like they are. Technically if you looked at one they mm.
2: look like humans. They do. You wouldn't be able to tell until
1: it was too late. Yeah, until you know you're in an alley with one and <laughs> your face is getting eaten. So Wait,
2: um, yum yum. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. We should say though, even if there are ghouls in Tokyo Ghoul, or if there are weird naked giants in Attack on Titan, or if there are demons in bleach. Bleaches. Uh, demony. And even if we are going to a school for superheroes, I like hear academia. Whatever the fantastical premise that the three of us have been discussing, I think that another thing we got should mention is that the there is always something extremely relatable. Even mm-hmm. if even if you might be a demon hunter, the character's emotions and lived experience tends to be very relatable. And there tends to be a lot of like relationship, emo kind of stuff going on, even though there are fantastical circumstances. You know what I mean?
2: Right. That's the thing Um, I love most. Like, kind of like what you were saying earlier, like there is an anime for everybody. And that's not just like, oh, there's a genre for you. There is a character for you somewhere. There are characters for you somewhere. We mentioned a lot of times found family. And that's like the situation I'm in. I I have a big found family that's very important to me. And I love watching animes where that's in. And that's actually most animes that I watch, like even in My Hero. They are a found family. They have each other's back. Mm-hmm. Attack on Titan, found family. Hunter x Hunter, found family. Like everything is a found family. And I like Sikai-Zen, really love that. found family. Yep. Spy
1: family is, or spy X family, depending literally, on who you're talking to, is literally a
2: found family. Found,
1: <laughs> paid for family. Um, <laughs> Demon Slayer. I mean, that's a common theme because of the fact that It's just something you need these relatable characters. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes you do need to go out of a character outside of a character's immediate family. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I will say, by the way, not just that there are characters for everyone. I genuinely believe that there is an anime for everyone. I was watching one recently called The Great Passage. That is an anime about writing a dictionary. I, I, I am so serious. It is about these people coming together. Um to because when you think about it, take a dictionary. (laughs) When you are defining terms, you are describing them. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of writing itself that goes into, like if you were defining the word light, how would you define it? What words would you use to put together that? And that is something that that show sort of digs into. I have not seen any other (laughs) media form outside of books take on that kind of question in order to adapt it. And that is one of the reasons why I really like anime and will defend it (laughs) with my life.
2: I suggested an anime before I left for my leave to an older patron called Japan Sinks. Oh my god! Because she was like, I re- she actually showed interest. She was talking to me about mm-hmm. it. I want to get an anime, but there's all this, you know, these young people and they're like running and fighting and jumping. And I was like, Well, you're probably more like a slice of life person or more realistic. Sounds like you should watch this one because I had just watched it called Japan Sinks. If you want to cry, please go watch it. I um, had to stop watching that show. It is yeah. very heart wrenching. Like, it is actually, like, that's not even a joke. That actually made me cry multiple times. And I've never really had an anime make me cry like that. There's one thing in particular with the father rips your heart out. That's when you start realizing that things are going to go downhill. And it's literally about Japan sinking because, and, you know, a lot of people dying because the government and people didn't take the scientists um, seriously and it follows this one family trying to survive and find a way off of Japan as it's sinking and a lot of things go on. She came back a week later and she's like I binged it it was so good and then I googled it and that gave me like so many other animes mm-hmm. like it and this is like a woman who's like That'd be awesome if she was listening to this. Come mm-hmm. say hi to me. <laughs> um I'm she's like probably around my grandparents' age and she got into an anime. So there's mm-hmm. literally anime for everyone. Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, my I made my parents watch it with me, um, <laughs> because yeah, I just I was I'm very unabashed about the things that I like. So I'm just like you're gonna get into this with me so that you know what i'm up to and if you don't like it well i'm not gonna stop talking about it because you're my parent you pick me so <laughs> you, <laughs> you gotta you gotta have
2: to deal with whatever with i tell punches. you um i mean
0: to his credit when my dad was in his 50s maybe he he was in the room when he was when i was watching dragon ball mm-hmm. he he started getting into Dragon Ball. Many
2: dads love Dragon oh, Ball. Oh, of course. <laughs> My dad loves Dragon Ball. Every
0: dad loves Piccolo, let's face it.
2: Because he's the best father. Exactly. Sorry, I have very strong feelings about Piccolo. um I have very strong feelings about Dragon Ball.
1: So there's also films, by mm. the way, since we're talking about things that make us cry, because I guess that's the subheading for this episode, there is a particular director I would like to highlight, Mamoru Hosoda, who has written. Pretty much all of my favorite anime. Films. um My particular favorite of his is called The Boy and the Beast. It is a found family story, um, but it's also a reuniting with your actual family story. He's also written and directed other ones um, like The Girl Who Left Through Time, Summer Wars, Wolf Children, Mirai, which I believe was either nominated for or won an yes. Academy Award recently. I remember. And that. then his latest release is called Belle. I have cried at every single one of his movies but the boy and the beast has a particular um place in my heart i guess it's also technically an isekai this very young boy loses his mother and follows a bear spirit into the spirit world world which is occupied almost entirely by animal spirits um and the bear spirit who is sort of like in competition with this boar to sort of become the next what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Grandmaster of the Beast Kingdom, essentially. And he takes on this young boy as an apprentice and essentially raises him um, because when the boy lost his mother, they did not know where his father was. And then, you know, as he raises him, he becomes a father um, figure to him. Or actually, honestly, he just becomes his father. I don't want to spoil the entire story, but... It's a very emotional story. It's very beautiful. Uh, It hurts, but not in a bad way. And it's just about how parents can influence their children in a way to make them stronger, both spiritually and physically. Because as he's training this boy to become a sword fighter, he's also unknowingly training him to take on any challenge that the world throws at him. As time goes on. It's a movie that I recommend to any and everyone. I remember I was showing it. I was showing it to my. My nephews and my niece. And my brother like showed up to pick them up. And instead of leaving. He just sat down and started watching the movie. And then all of his children. He has four. Just started like crawling up next to him. To just sort of watch it with their dad. Because that's the kind of like. It's it's a really good movie. And I just. Yeah. All of his movies hurt. But in ways that will make you feel better about life i guess um i
0: have further thoughts on being hurt but (laughs) we should we should double back and see what abby's thoughts on dragon ball z are.
2: oh my gosh (laughs) i was gonna say real quick i love how the word of this podcast is hurt
0: it is and i'll get to that yeah i got more on that
2: okay so uh dragon ball let me just uh, scooch up here so i have I'm gonna say this with like, and please take this with a pile of salt and sugar. I hate Dragon Ball. My hatred for Dragon Ball though, comes from being in school and not like, all I ever heard about Dragon Ball was boys sitting there next to me in class screaming. Like, just like doing the whole thing. And I'm just like, what are you doing?
0: Listener, for context, this involves uh, this is a very fight heavy show in which beings from a- another planet have landed on Earth and they are able to attain a powerful state of being known as Super Samurai. No, Super <laughs> Saiyan. Super Saiyan. I'm sorry. Super <laughs> I had Samurai Shampoo on that. On that Super Saiyan. And it involves them screaming.
2: And their, hair and their hair changes color. Their hair
0: changes color.
2: Yeah. You every- um, <laughs> have to scream
0: to power up. You
2: have to scream to power up, and just all your veins start popping and your eyes are bulging out. So I liked Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball <laughs> Z growing up. And I understand why people hate it, to be clear. Mm. I'm like willing to get. That's the thing. I'm willing to give it a chance. However, I've been told it does have a lot of filler episodes. And when I did try to watch it, <laughs> Sorry. I was like, I hit it. I hit. Like there were like ten filler episodes, and I got to like the third one, and I was like, "Please, I don't want to watch." That this is a anymore. show, in
1: my opinion, and I know that someone will probably try to crucify me for this and come at me, bro. But that is a show that you can actually skip around just to be important, yeah, because told. there are some fights that feel like they take up an entire season there was one Um, fight that
2: literally took i think like and i I could be exaggerating but i'm also probably not 12 episodes and i was just like can you just hit them already
1: i actually really enjoyed the dragon like all of the movies from that in particular because that is a good way to um get to the crux of what the actual Mm -hmm. story is instead of just like i've been watching this fight happen Endlessly.
2: I think another reason why I say I hate Dragon Ball, although I am again very open to watching it since like I've been, I haven't talked to this person in a long time. When, when my, um, let's see, three, four years ago, I had it constantly and I would see this couple because they were my friends every like couple times a week. Every time I saw them, her husband, man mansplain it to me. Oh. And I didn't want it. And I was just like, I now hate it. Thank you. Um, um, yeah, that's like the original like gatekeeping anime it's just like oh you like anime name every major fight from dragon ball z no he awesome. did that to me because i was like i like anime oh who's your favorite dragon ball z character and why do you like him i never seen dragon like ball I oh Kiko. you don't like anime and right. i was like and that's
1: something okay. that i feel like a good deal of people have grown out of however that is a small subset of like the community yeah. but you know as an adult, I just have learned that I don't have to take part in any conversation that I don't want to. Nope. So it's just and once again, I say this to say that it goes back to my point about there being anime for everyone, mm-hmm. because I can't tell you how many times I've named, for example, Gangsta, which is once again, my favorite show. It is a quote unquote obscure or show because it was pretty popular when it came out but it was never finished it's kind of just faded away um, no one knows if it's ever going to get picked back up again and things like that and I don't use that to go oh then you don't know anything I just use that to go do you want to hurt because <laughs> I got 12
2: episodes of <laughs> that's good- literally what she said <laughs> to me the other day she was like oh you- you're going to hurt if you watch it but you should watch it I was yeah. like I want to watch something this weekend and she's like Here's some pain.
1: And also, I noticed that I guess in the same vein, you know, anime has evolved for the better in my opinion it's far more accessible than it used to be um it's really easy to get um subs which is subtitles and dubs which is when a voice actor dubs over the original voice actor Mm -hmm. for a particular language um things like that things that used to be really really hard to access they are so freely available now there is now anime on pretty much every single major streaming application out there that did not used to be the case Mm -hmm. it used to be Toonami, mm-hmm. as you wanted to talk about. <laughs>
0: Toonami, which launched in 1997. Right. Uh, on the Cartoon Network.
1: Right. And you would have to stay up late. Yeah. To watch Wolf's Reign or Inuyasha or Trigun or Cowboy Bebop or No One Remembers This but the Street Fighter cartoon.
0: Oh, yeah. um They like, had uh Thundercats in the mix too. Yeah. And Voltron.
1: Yeah. And you had to stay yeah. up late to be able to access these things. And I don't mean like. Nine o'clock late. I mean, like, midnight Midnight. to 3 a.m. late to be Mm -hmm. able to watch these things because that was the only time that they were airing and things like that. And that's not the case anymore. And I know some people wear that time period as a badge of honor, but, like, I think that I think it's so much better now that Mm -hmm. all these kids who love anime get to watch it because it also means that they have greater access to the anime that is actually age appropriate Mm -hmm. for them. Whereas adults can also find anime that they like that is more in line with adult interests. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something really important that gets overlooked in the conversation about anime and accessibility.
2: Yeah, I remember when I was first getting into anime elementary school you either had access to stuff like pokemon or dragon ball or you had access to stuff that yeah pr- like it's not terrible to watch when you're in elementary school but it's like has heavier topics right and now there's literally something for every age and you have access to it um, yeah
0: yeah there was an era where all i could watch was dragon ball z and gundam wing
1: <laughs> sorry and
0: you guys cannot laugh at my Gundam wing. <laughs> I've been sitting here with Gundam wings theme song stuck in my head the entire time. I've just been restraining so, from singing it onto the mic.
1: I was never Hunter big Hunter's Hunter's into Gundam, right but my fiance was, and while we were locked in during the when everything was closed down because the pandemic is still so ongoing, he was just like, "Hey, time for you to watch Gundam." <laughs> the thing about it's been long enough. The thing
0: about Gundams, there's at least twenty. I think iterations of it. I don't probably I don't, more. I
1: couldn't even tell you There's over a lot, the years, yeah. but there are the major ones.
0: There are the major ones, but and I say this as a great admirer of all Gundams, they are formulaic, and I that is I the, so much love I just said that with not packing in a compliment. Also, they have the same setup. Yeah, so same sort of cast dynamic, mm-hmm. and the storyline's just a little bit different. So it's hard to say Gundam Wing. Hold on, Gundam Wing Zeta Gundam double o just google those folks we'll put them in the show notes all right
1: um <laughs> I was just going to say that Netflix has a more recent Gundam movie that they just released last year. It's excellent. Just throwing that out there for anyone who wants to
2: watch
0: Gundam is a a mecha, 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 and this is where people get into giant robots and fight each other. These are 30-foot-high robots that usually fly around in space and have swords.
1: Also, they get into giant robots and fight other things, invaders, aliens, um, Evangelion, got a lot going on. um yeah think power rangers yes sorry yes (laughs) that's a whole different thing i'm just thinking about all the other shows that i like right now just things that i want to give like shout outs to
0: oh we'll get to that i was going to come back to my hurt thing
1: yes tell
0: us more. and this is tied into gundam (laughs) too because there are in all the in every gundam show i like there's tragic endings Uh Mm -hmm. there are tragic characters Uh uh-huh and quite often Uh, often in the limited series that will only run 26 episodes, your main character or one of your main characters dies. Uh Yep. You you get it. You guys
1: know. (laughs) I have every... My curse is that across all media types, if I like a character a lot, that character is going to die Mm -hmm. every single time. Mm -hmm. Every single time. So this is a pain that I just have to, like, smile through. And what's fascinating
0: about Gundam, though, is that even though it is probably that genre 14 boys what was it called again? um
1: that would be well because
0: it's not shonen it's,
1: that would technically be depending seinen would be the official term but usually it's early incompet- early
0: 20 something yes. males yeah. yeah but to gundam's credit there are some amazing female characters in every gundam series yes. they also are happen to be some of the most tragic characters in every gundam formula yes they play an incredibly important role by the finale. They usually have a tragic ending, mm-hmm. uh, and it's and it hurts.
2: Yeah, every I time it hurts. <laughs> you do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, so some of the Gundam endings have hurt me, uh, and some incredible female characters in all of those series. Even though it is, you know, boy forward, it's mm-hmm. interesting character-wise.
2: It's like they know that even though it's like boy forward, they are going to have like a decent amount of female watchers. Right. Yeah. I mean,
1: like I said, the demographic lines are kind of like blurred because there's so much overlap in what people are actually interested in. Mm -hmm. I guess the thing that I wanted to do was just talk about some of the big, big current, current ones we got going on. I, I use the term big three kind of loosely Um, The reason why Big Three became a thing was because when I was growing up or like um, really getting into everything um, knowingly, we had Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece Mm -hmm. that were all running concurrently. Um, All of those are now back or are coming back. In one way, shape, or form. Yeah, in one way, shape, or form. But I kind of feel like... There's a lot of really big shows right now, so it's really hard to actually pinpoint that. But just to toss some uh, titles out there, we all know that this was going to come up. Attack on Titan, which is arguably the biggest anime out there right now. There are people who have never watched anime before
2: who have seen Attack on Titan, have been
1: pulled in by Attack on Titan, um, in this decade-long saga. In terms of how long it's taken to come out, um. That this show is, and there's a lot going on with that. I could get into the whole like discussion of animation studios and stuff like that, but that's a very long technical spiel. Um, another big one we have right now is Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. I'm using the English titles for these shows. Um, they do, for the most part, have ja- actual Japanese titles, though I do believe Jujutsu Kaisen, which is the next show is going to bring up, is just the title of it in both countries. Pretty much, I was gonna say my hero. Oh, I okay. Sorry, <laughs> I have to add this caveat. I have not. I tend to stick to. I don't tend to watch as much shonen mm-hmm. as I used to because I found that the shonen formula stopped working for me as I turned into an adult. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen would consider be considered shonen technically, mm-hmm. but it's a lot darker than your usual, your typical shonen show. Um, but it does still have, like, those shonen tendencies that frustrate me. Yeah. But I'm speaking, and also Demon Slayer falls into that category, too.
0: I, I, I could rewind the tape, but did you say that the shonen stories aren't working for you anymore?
1: Well, yeah, because there's a formula to them.
0: Because my counter would be that, again, bringing my brother into this who watches my hero academia Mm -hmm. shonen is still working for him but he watches for characters almost exclusively whenever he talks about anime it's rare that he says oh this is a filler episode i didn't like it or i didn't like where the story went he always talks about passionately his favorite characters and Mm -hmm. he does that with with my hero
1: yeah and that's the thing i like i i enjoy characters a lot i have a favorite character for every show that i've ever seen But I also care very deeply about the story and how we're getting there. For example, a lot of Shonen shows, since they take places in schools, they have an arc that Mm. is typically called like the competition arc, where it's them competing with other students in the school or competing with other students at another school or things like that. There's a tournament
0: coming up. Yes,
1: there's a tournament. I hate that arc Mm -mm. with every fiber of my being. It's my my least favorite. favorite. I started watching My Hero and I stopped during the huge, long tournament arc that happened. And I also will admit that if a show gets too far... With me having not seen any of it, the likelihood of me starting that show is very slim. Mm-hmm. So I stopped it during that tournament arc, and I just never picked it back up, and it has gone so far.
2: That would that don't hate me like that is what happened with Jujutsu Kaisen. As soon as I heard that they were about to <laughs> fight somebody in another school, I was like, well, that. Was a nice show. I guess that was great. So, his, <laughs> but my hero is different for me because, uh, like, he's like, "I'm out, <laughs> I'm out." The thing about my hero, though, I think I mostly watch it for the characters. Mm-hmm. Shout out Aizawa. he's great.
1: Yeah, that's like everyone's favorite. He's the thing so about great. the Jujutsu Kaisen tournament is that it's three episodes long it took me to be clear it took me three times to watch this show but when i finally finished i really liked it the third episode of that school competition arc is where the main villains of the show make their actual stand
2: you should have mentioned this and before. that
1: that is honestly i would say you could even skip to that like watch up to the start of that uh competition arc and then skip to when the villains make their stand because it's a huge deal when that happens um i
2: have to watch it now
1: but that's for example those are just things where you get older and i'm not saying that older people who still like shonen don't matter or anything but that's just something that was a cutoff for me training arcs competition arcs oh man
0: if you don't like training arcs stay away from dragon ball z (laughs) (laughs)
1: um but yeah like Demon Slayer, which I'm wearing a Demon Slayer character shirt right now. Um, Demon Slayer is also kind of like, some people love it and absolutely love it. Some people hate it. The training arc was one episode. I was, I've never been so happy. It It was was only
2: one episode. It was one episode. It was very quick and then we got into the meat of the story.
1: Exactly. I was like... Thank you that is one reason why I will continue to watch that show. Oh. you will get your one or two episodes of setup for what's happening and then you are right in the midst of what's going on yes. and that a
0: completely that. random thought but what? I I should say that if you are only just about to get into dragon into anime right now
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, it, it might be an adjustment period because over the last five years of the streaming television era mm-hmm. we have had, so many popular shows that have eight to 10 season episodes Mm -hmm. i'll just pick one cobra kai and the those seasons are kind of formulaically structured where this is the episode where they train Mm -hmm. and it's one episode this is the episode where they go to the prom and it's only one episode so Mm -hmm. i don't know if I hope the modern viewer can have the endurance to possibly go well, there. Well,
2: here's the thing. Because they're
0: used to eight episodes where it's one arc, one arc, one, and just At done. least yeah. it's
2: not like how it was back in the day where like one arc would be like 15, 20 episodes. Looking, right. at, looking at
0: you, Dragon Ball.
1: Or, I mean, Inuyasha, <laughs> or yeah. I mean, I'm looking at like the older shows that I liked, and that's that's kind of a huge thing. I didn't even get to into shows like Erased, for example, that isn't even necessarily related but I would say like my counter that to that would be like Samurai Champloo like this is the thing when you are going through these extended arcs that is when the demographic makes sense Mm -hmm. where it's just like who's going to want to sit and watch these characters train children right and so I have no problem in that instance going this is for children or adults who might be interested in this. Whereas mm-hmm. now that I am older, I am just like, okay, I have lived through my period of time of watching characters train. Right.
2: I want to get to the story right. and the action. I, now. W- I came here for the story. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that you're training so we can get to the story. But could you do it in like half the episode so I can get to the story? Right. Thanks. And
1: I know that there are also people who would say, "Wow, that bores you. Whereas you watched an anime about a girl trying to make books. And- <laughs> right. Just like <laughs> or one about people writing a dictionary, and I'm like, yeah, because I have very, very taste. Mm-hmm. But
2: yeah. um, I have patience for some things, like the girl with the book, <laughs> um, trying to write the book. That was cute, very calming. Plus, I work in a library, yeah. like cut me some I mean... slack. <laughs> but like with other stuff, if you're training for more than two episodes, why aren't you good yet? Yeah, like, come on, <laughs> get good, get good, <laughs> get good. <laughs> fight the bad guy, hurry up
0: that's another thing that a lot of anime shows are have to do with let's just say not physical strength but the endurance of the human spirit right. It is is about someone who has to get stronger in order to overcome a thing it could be that or, you
2: looking at you my hero <laughs> the power of friendship oh yes. my god the power we, of friendship we didn't even talk
1: about the power of friendship and how it overcomes we,
0: all we touched on it <laughs> my my literal and i already hinted at it my literal favorite thing about anime anywhere everywhere is found family yeah in any show i've watched
2: Radio i will always be your friend oh thank you <laughs> yeah going to cherish that.
1: Great. You're now, they so could they could Betray be, you in season two. Oh, my God, no.
0: <laughs> they could be all, like, 22-year-old emo boys who'd climb into 30-foot-high robots and, you know, shoot at yeah. each other. But, damn it, if they aren't found, found family, they could be bounty hunters, but they're family. Right, yeah.
1: and I think that all of those... I mean, I'm not saying this to, like, crap on Shonen or tug down on it because, obviously, for a period of my life, that was my favorite. But my tastes have just changed but Mm -hmm. you know it's it doesn't really take away from it for me but i will say speaking of which i guess technically attack on titan had an entire season that was a training episode but it's (laughs) but
0: abby and jeff exchanged knowing (laughs) looks
1: the thing about attack on titan is that oddly enough I have found that people recommend that to people, to others as a first anime.
2: I, as somebody who didn't know what anime was, so I did watch a lot, but I still, before Attack on Titan, but I will still call that uh, my first anime because that is when I was knowingly told, hey, watch this anime instead of, you know, now realizing I used to watch it all the time beforehand. That is a terrible anime to suggest to someone to start with because it is... That is, it's so it's so gritty. It's it's a lot. It's like waking up in the morning and eating a big heavy meal, and like you're not really ready for it. Yeah,
0: it's the giant slayer meets steampunk meets spider man meets body horror.
2: Also meets um,
1: general like it's an. Uh, Dystopia, do, and then yeah. the characters Fascism. have a lot yes. going on with them too. Yes, that is that's the other part, and that's something that people don't really think about. Is that um, I know that people like to try to draw real world political lines, and that's possible. I'm not saying that, but that show is god what's i'm gonna hate myself for making this comparison later but you kind of get sucked in like people get sucked in during um what is it starship troopers where you don't realize
0: that's not a that's not a bad reach that's a good connection
1: because you don't as you're watching starship troopers you don't realize what you're getting sucked into um Unless you do, because you know how to recognize the signs and things like that. And that is the case with Attack on Titan, but it's far more subtle. It is not a satire. It is very seriously a portrayal of what is going on. And I can't talk about when you're going to realize what's going on with that show. Because it doesn't really, really set in until this most recent season. And so it is... A complex show with complex topics. I do not recommend it for children. I mm-hmm. think that you need to be an adult while you watch that. I started watching that show my freshman year of college. And it is still ongoing because they have taken so many breaks to adapt it. It has almost been go- ongoing for a full decade at this point.
2: And I just heard that they are coming out with another part to the last season. Yes. And to put that in perspective, I am 25. I started watching that show in the ninth grade
1: yeah so (laughs) this the show is like i've read i read the manga i know what's going to happen um (laughs) i don't i know that i tell people that if they really are dying to know they should just read the manga the show is a very very faithful adaptation this show is doing what other shows didn't do in the past where they wait for what's going to happen next to come out. Mm-hmm. Before they try to just jump the shark and just say, okay, we're just going to assume that this is where the story is going. Because having read the manga, there is no way <laughs> they would have gotten to the conclusion that will that has been ongoing and will continue Absolutely to go. Absolutely From the first episode into the most recent episode. It is a masterclass in storytelling. It is a complex
2: show. Usually I'm pretty good at, like, figuring out from, like, maybe the first couple chapters of a book or the first book of a series how it's going to end. Attack on Titan, not even close. Like, at the end of the last season, I was like, okay, I think I know how this is going to go. We didn't get the new season. I didn't read the manga until the new season came out. And then I read all the manga and finished it. No way was I expecting it to end or take those turns the way it did. I was like yelling at the books yep. as I was reading. I was like, what are you doing? Yep. So
1: this is me not endorsing you starting out with that no. show.
0: It's a good show though. It's a built It's, a it's it. one
1: of the best shows I've watched. Yeah. But that's not a show you start with. If you are ever interested in diving into anime, look up, think of what your favorite kind of stories are and type that trope. Type that idea into Google and tack the word anime onto the end of it mm-hmm. and see what pops up.
0: That's the best way to end this episode, but <laughs> yes. I think we're gonna have to do a part two.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: just like we just oh, like we make it's... lots of sequels to lots of episodes. But I feel like how could we how could we contain anime into one episode <sighs> oh, yeah. only? There's no, no way. Abby, it's so good to have you back.
2: It's good to be back. Hopefully I'm back again. Uh,
0: yeah. Roddy, put on a clinic. Fantastic. I get the impression you like anime. I just uh, well, just a, so. little bit, a little bit. A little
1: bit. Kind of. It's, it's, it's alright.
0: <laughs> and you've listened to another episode of A Little Too Quiet. We'll have a lot uh, in the show notes about everything we talked about. Um, uh, you heard Roddy and Abby and my name is Jeff and Roddy has one more thing to add.
1: I was just going to say bye. Oh, bye! Yeah.
0: <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by the Friends of the Ferndale Library. If you want to support us, you could go to ferndalefriends.org, or you could follow us, subscribe us to us, you know, or or recommend us to a friend. Uh, Shout out, of course, to John Duffy, who gives us the intro and outro music to each episode. And we will be back next week with more. Thanks for listening.